Welcome back to the Diamond Miner Fans Podcast. This is the final episode of the 2019 season. As always, this is Nick. I'm here with Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? And producer Brad. How's it going, guys? All right, folks. It's been a while since we uh, since we last joined you. Uh, we kind of let the end of the season play out and took a little time off and um, decided the time was right here. Let a few things play out for us to uh, to get back with you and kind of put a bow on the 2019 season. So we're gonna we're gonna do that for you. Uh, but we want to start off with some late breaking news. We are recording this here on uh, late in the day on June 5th. And the Major League Baseball draft just concluded this afternoon. Um, and our very own Harris Yet drafted in the 32nd round by, you're never going to believe it, the Baltimore Orioles. Right. First pick of the 32nd round. First pick of the 32nd round. So we, ha- we now officially have seven hashtag pro niners to tweet about, Correct. and three of them are in the Orioles farm system. Yeah, maybe we can uh, get them all three on the same team and uh, have less box scores to check. And that by team, you mean in Baltimore? Yes, that would be, be great. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. The, the Baltimore Orioles are going through a uh, changeover here, and they're really rebuilding. And, uh, part they, of their re- and they like Niners. Yeah, the part of their rebuilding strategy is to draft 49ers. And, so, um, and I think it's going to work out for them in the long run. And we've even got Baltimore – minor league affiliates using the hashtag pro niners thing now and baltimore blogs and everything else so yeah um yeah maybe we're on maybe we're out there too much but they're definitely catching on we are out there too much but that's what we're here for that's right um also we we had an incoming uh incoming player drafted a high school guy get drafted um tyler driver uh right-handed pitcher um uh was drafted uh an 18th round by the mariners so uh he's from uh, holly springs north carolina that's uh, awesome. He, I think he was um, rated ninth out of the on the PBR. Um, yeah, top ninth top, in the top ten North Carolina uh, high uh, school seniors. Yeah, so uh, congrats to him, and um, we hope to see you in the fall. Yeah, congrats, Tyler. Uh, can't wait to see you in the fall. In the fall, am I being am I being too obvious? Yep, let's. Uh, I am. I'm being too obvious. I, I probably just committed major recruiting violations. Or something no, like that. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, good. All right, so hey, nobody's listening, anyways. <laughs> That's my line. Um, seriously, uh, we we are so pleased for Harris to get this opportunity. Um, and happy for his folks and his family and all his friends. Um, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch this journey. It's fun with all these guys, and it's going to be fun to add Harris to that. And hey, I mean, you figure what? He's probably if, if we if we had to to gaze into the crystal ball, what you, maybe short season Aberdeen? Yeah, uh, four year catcher, four year guy. He's probably going to start out Aberdeen, maybe even uh, Del Marva. Who knows? Yeah, Del, uh, Del Marva's playing in in Canapolis tonight. <laughs> Yeah, he should have just got his stuff and gone on gone over. on over there. Yeah, it's all his teammates. Um, yeah, uh, we have already checked the uh, the Canapolis schedule for Delmarva. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. So uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, Harris will be in Delmarva sooner than later. So uh, it'd, it'd be easy to go see him in the South Atlantic League. So, all right, guys, um, we're going to we we promised you we'd be back for a recap when last we spoke. We were talking about the UTSA series. Um, and how important it was, and it was, uh, we were, uh, it was, it was do or die, uh, that weekend at the Hayes. Um, 
and unfortunately, it was not do. It was more like die. Um, the Niners lost two games, and the first two games lost Friday and Saturday, and with that loss on Saturday, uh, were eliminated yeah. from from conference tournament contention. Yeah, uh, lost the uh, first game was a one run game, four uh, three. Second, we lost five two, um, and then came back Sunday and got or Saturday, sorry. Got a 5-4 victory, sent the seniors off with a uh, victory. Um was nice. Uh, yeah, I keep forgetting that was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was kind of a bittersweet day was uh, at the Hayes that day. But, um, yeah, uh, that's how the season ended. Uh, at least it ended with the victory. And um, Yeah, went out on a high note. And one thing we did uh, for a couple of reasons, um, one, um, we, we watched the game from over in, uh, on along the right field line. Um, the, the first baseline over there. One because uh, it was a scorcher yeah. that day, and the only shade to be had was over there under the the trees uh, over there on the first baseline. Right. Um, two Norm's Tavern is it's close by, close by, uh, and three, and and most importantly, um, we we just kind of hung around after the game. A lot of the families were over there, and just to kind of not to be. Not to be involved, but just to kind of hang back and and watch some of these seniors come out, and all the families were there, um, and to you know, for most of most of these guys, that was the end. Yeah. That was the end of their their baseball careers that have been going since they were like four years old playing playing t ball. Yeah, um, and to kind of just watch those folks be um, greeted and and appreciated by their families was was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it was uh, very emotional and. Uh... Um, see see the guys coming out and, and hugging their families and uh, um, knowing that it's probably the last time they're going to play ball. Um, it's like I said, bittersweet. It's, it's happy, happy they went out with the with the W, but um, sad to see that they they went out with uh, not making a trip to Biloxi. But um, yeah, yeah, we all uh, everybody that plays ball. We get told at some point that we can't play anymore. Uh, some of us are twelve, thirteen years old. Some of us. 22, 24 years old. Why are you calling me out? Oh, I didn't. So, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to call you out or anything. <laughs> Sorry, um, I called myself out. But uh, some of us play Major League Baseball, play into the 40s, whatever. But uh, yeah, it all comes. It all comes sometime for us. And yeah, uh, pretty cool. Um, we we did have on the way out. We did have a, a chance to to talk to to some of them, and and I think the 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 coolest thing was we just um, we, we got to say thank you. Thank you for being a Niner. You know they yeah. they chose they chose us, and and that can't be understated. Um, that they they chose to invest their time and their efforts here on our campus with our program. So uh, that was pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Moment. And they they won a lot of ball games for us. And and I'll always be appreciative of any student athlete re- wanting to to represent Forty uh, ers and put that jer- Charlotte across their chest. Yeah. Uh, and we got to before we forget, we got to give <laughs> we got to give a shout out to Carson Pinkney's mom. She 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 said, "Hey, I made the trip." She 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 listens to the show uh, and says, "Hey, I made the trip. It's not just not just Marvin. I made the trip." So we we got to give a shout out to Carson's mom for well, she wanted a shout out. So there it is. There it is. <laughs> when you ask when you ask for a shout out on your son's senior day, and that's what you want, that's what you get. Well, that's all right. You got it. Uh, appreciate all the efforts and uh, all the parents made to get to the to the haze that weekend. Uh, 
good good to meet some of you guys and um uh don't be a stranger yeah that's right i know it's uh a long trip for some but uh uh well, you know we'll be. We'll be. Yeah, we won't be hard to find, will we? We we don't have anywhere else to be. Um, let's let's look through some of this here. We uh, as the season ended, um, the awards list started coming out, right. and and there were Niners uh, prominently on those lists. Um, the first one we saw was was Dominic Camerata was named to the uh, the All Academic Team. Yeah, I think we uh, talked a little bit about this the previous show, but uh, yeah, great award. Um, only what ten were awarded. For all of uh, Conference USA baseball, so um, uh, great for Don to be recognized for his work in the classroom. Uh, a, lot, a lot of these guys, I think, of seventeen of the baseball players were recognized by the conference. Yeah, um, and it's it's good good to see Dom called out, uh, recognized as a baseball player on the all conference baseball team. Yeah, we we academic. mentioned Dom earlier in the season. I think it was the Western Kentucky series where he his dad brought him. He didn't travel with the team. Yeah, he stayed yeah. behind and take an exam. Yeah, uh, I think that was Western Kentucky series. So uh, that's that's commitment. So yeah. that that's cool. Uh, we we are we we take pride here at Charlotte. These these are student athletes. Not everybody takes that real seriously, you know, around the state necessarily. That's but, right. But we do. We do, and uh, it's something to be proud of. Um, yeah, do, do things the right way. That's right. Yeah. So other awards, uh, we uh, two Niners ended up on the uh, on the all conference teams. Uh, Harris yet uh, was on the first team all conference, and Kobe Bruce ended up on the second team all conference. Yeah, uh, Harris yet it was good to uh, see him get recognition for um, first team this year. I thought he could, should have got it last year, but he, absolutely he was edged out last year. Um, glad to see him get his desserts. Um, uh, Kobe Bruce. Uh, had eight saves for us, uh, definitely deserving of a, a second team nod. Um, uh, had a pretty good season for us out of the bullpen. Yeah, he did. I mean, and that was one of those things. I, I, Harris was definitely on our radar for first team. And, and I, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. I, I wasn't like predicting Kobe on second team. Um, but when it did happen, I mean, one, you're, you're, you're happy about that. Uh, but when you look at it, I mean, the eight saves, and like you said, I mean, he, he was solid for us. We, we had a couple of guys that you could really rely on all year as far as pitching wise, and Kobe was one of them. Right. Um, and so second team recognition for him is, 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 is that's awesome. That's great. Uh, great moving forward. Also, he's going to be, be back next year and, uh, he'll either anchor that bullpen or maybe jump into a new role, but, uh, we'll see in the fall. Yeah, that, that, that'll be something to watch. Um, Josh Haney, uh, freshman third baseman, uh, wound up on the, the all-freshman team. I thought that was, that was a very um, – uh, that, that, was, that was just – that was good justice. Yeah, and uh, Haney, Josh Haney had a pretty good year. Um, in the fall, we, Jackson Mims decided to step, step down from playing ball, and we had a huge hole at third base. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to get out there, and Josh Haney kind of stepped in. Had a great freshman year, batted about two eighty one. Yeah, freshman year. Um, so I'd say it's pretty solid. Played played pretty solid defense as well. Yeah, I think that that when you know we were we were talking in the in the the preview show, the season preview show, I was like, oh man, you know, do you? And I think I think we did. Uh, we we were hesitant to pick Haney as starter at third because lacking experience. But when when uh, when he wins the position and starts did he, did he start every game I remember he's, no, he, he didn't start every we game had or a few he didn't we had we'll a, start a platooning uh but he won the job and when you land yourself on the all-freshman team well that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's affirmation right there yeah. uh 
It's like, yeah, good to see that. Move, looking towards the future, we got good to have guys on the all freshman team. I think Matt Brooks was all freshman when he was a freshman, so it's good. Good to see that. Yeah, uh, moving forward. So uh, the the tournament tournament got underway in Biloxi. Uh, it looks like they had better weather this year. Uh, there were, I, I but there we, were still some late games. They were yeah, they went late, but they, I don't think there were lightning delays. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't lightning delay. Um, Southern Miss ends up winning uh, the the tournament. It got down to them and and Florida Atlantic, yeah, which top was, two seeds. That was just chalk. I mean, those were the those were the two teams, and it came down to them. Um, Rice tried to put a little a little spoiler action in there. Um, I think San Antonio yeah. did as well. <laughs> yeah, well, Rice ran into ran into uh, Southern Miss. Uh, what's his, I can't remember the freshman's name. Came in and Shepard Shepard threw a no hitter in the yeah. conference tournament game. <laughs> a freshman that how many how many he had pitched like they had he had had Tommy John and they had worked him along slowly and then he just they just put him in the starting rotation uh, on a midweek. Like a couple of weeks before, before the tournament, a week and, or so. And then they just bring him out and tournament and throws a no-hitter. Yeah, because, you know, why not? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, um, he ended up doing pretty well in the, in the in the regional as well, but it's hard to step on. Well, no, I mean, you know, it, it's funny how, how we, you know, everybody's geeking out, rightfully so, over what this kid was doing. And as I was watching that that game, what was on my mind? What what was I think? What was I thinking about? I I, I don't want to get into your mind. A a well, you're right. Uh, all I could think about was a Friday night next next spring oh, yeah. at the Hayes yeah. <laughs> with this guy. Like oh my gosh! Although their Friday starter is back, so I don't know if he's a, a lock for Friday, but it might be a Saturday we see Shepard. But yeah. as I was watching this this freshman do this, I was like, and they're coming to the Hayes next year. That's yeah. hey. hey. You better be that's up. awesome. We've got to be up for the challenge, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. We're going to have to be. Um, so Southern Miss wins wins the tournament. Um, there was some some anxious moments there about whether or not uh, Conference USA would get one bid or two. Florida Atlantic was probably our best shot and, and an at-large bid, and they got one. Um, and Southern Miss got the auto bid. Southern Miss got the auto bid. And so um, Southern Miss uh, – they got a, they end up getting a three seed in the uh, Baton Rouge regional. Went to LSU, yeah. Um, and they they did well. They uh, they made it to the um, uh, regional finals um, against LSU and ended up losing. They beat LSU once, right? Yeah. But in a walk off, they beat LSU in a walk off at their stadium, and then had, but they had to come back and beat them, and um, uh, they couldn't they couldn't finish off the deal. And uh, lost in the regional final to LSU, who advanced to the Supers. Yeah, and FAU actually ended up with a, with a two seed. Yeah, they went down. They were in the Athens, uh, Georgia regional. Um, and we, know, Flo- we, we know how hard it is to win down there. Yeah, yeah. And well, they uh, they ran into uh, Florida State. They lost to Florida State the first game, beat Mercer the second game, and then they lost to uh, Georgia in, this, in, their, in their third game. So That Florida State story is one of the, the interesting, which, and, and you guys probably know this if you're listening to this, but but that that first weekend of the, the, uh, the NCAA baseball tournament, you know, if you go on ESPN on the app and go to their bases-loaded coverage, and, and just, it's just three days of wall-to-wall, just, well, really four days into Monday. It's awesome. But, but just showing four games at a time, it, it is insane what they do. Um, and yeah, it's like Christmas. It, it's pretty fun. 
is pretty fun. I, I you know, a lot of attention gets paid to the NCAA basketball tournament that Thursday and Friday, and rightfully so. I mean, we watch that too, but um, those first first few days of the the baseball tournament are pretty sweet. Yeah, just crazy stories everywhere. Um, oh, the stuff that happened, and and uh, FSU turned out to be one of those stories because they're they're a manager of Mike Martin. Uh, Mike Martin, forty forty two years, I think. It's been a long time. Um. Mike Martin is retiring, and 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 they they're basically playing for him at yeah. this point, and he is one of the all time greats in in the college game, no doubt. Um, and and you know, here here's one for you, and you you probably I've probably told you this, but producer Brad doesn't know. Hall of Fame Hall of Fame coach Mike Martin shares something in common <laughs> with two of the three of us at this table. Two of the three of us have something in common with Mike Martin. Producer Brad, do you know what that is? I have no idea. FSU head coach Mike Martin is from Charlotte, North Carolina, and went to high school at Garinger High School. <laughs> well, all right. Just like producer Brad and myself. Yeah. So there's what year was that graduation? Uh, well, he's been the he's been the coach at FSU for forty two years. So he graduated before you. I'm gonna go ahead and say. <laughs> well, I figured that much. Um, but yeah, Mike Martin's a Garinger grad. The G. The G. Yeah, I, I, I doubt they called it the G when he was there. <laughs> that, was, he, that was a later thing. I bet he calls it the G now. Probably. He's, he's in the North Carolina <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, also. so that's that's cool. He's a Charlotte guy. Um, Garinger High School graduate. How about that? Um, so it's ongoing. They're down to the Super Regionals now, and that'll that'll keep going. We, we don't have any Conference USA schools left. Yeah. Um, but but there are definitely some interesting stories. If you didn't, if you paid attention to the the Greenville North Carolina regional at all, that was crazy. That was a fun series, fun regional to watch. Uh, three local teams: um, Campbell State and East Carolina with Quinnipiac <laughs> that almost won the whole yeah, thing. Quinnipiac put ECU in the losers bracket first. Yes, game, and then ECU had to work their way out of the losers bracket into. And had to beat Campbell twice. It's crazy. And, and that it. crowd down there. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, my gosh. What I wouldn't give. Yeah. Which, oh, my gosh. We got we to gotta do something with our, we, we, yeah, our, our we, fan base. Yeah, our fan we got to do something. Um, and then, I mean, up. just other stuff. I mean, this the, this tournament is just uh, is so underrated, Kevin. I mean, I was watching, uh, I think you were too, the, the uh, Texas A&M in West Virginia. In West Virginia yeah. and they hit a – to A&M hit a walk-off grand slam in Morgantown. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> and those people in Morgantown didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was first regional they hosted in fifty something years, and they, uh, and they, they had. I mean, they were one strike away, one strike one away, strike away and, three run lead, and you could tell those people. Most, I mean, I'm sure they they had some hardcore fans, but most of those people in Morgantown were probably attending their first baseball game of the year, <laughs> and you could tell every pitch, the, the ball would be three feet outside, and they were riding the ump. <laughs> When it got down to that one strike, you know, it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> they're just one. Yeah. Oh come on, blue. Yeah, one come, strike away, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so yeah. cool stuff, cool stuff. I wish Conference USA uh, schools. Uh, not only do I wish Conference USA schools had gone uh, further in the tournament, I wish the Niners had been part of it. But that's we'll get to that in a minute. Um, 
it's a fun deal. If, if you don't pay attention to, to that, and, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But it's a fun tournament. I think it's just as fun as the basketball tournament. Maybe even more. I watch more baseball than basketball, to be honest. Yeah. Going to a regional is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. It's it's cool stuff. So, all right, Kevin. Um, let's let's break this season down. Let's let's do it. Um, 21, 31, and 1 overall. Uh, 11 and 18 and 1 in Conference USA. And in the end, it, 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 it was not good enough to get to Biloxi. Yeah, it was, it was a rough season. No, no, no doubt about it. Um, we had, we had a few issues that we'll talk about later, but, um, yeah, tough year for the guys. Uh, um, we broke it down here, um, on Fridays or game one of a series. Um, we went seven and seven on the Saturdays. We went six and eight on Sundays. We were six, seven and one. So right around 500 on the, on the weekends. Uh, I think we won um, in conference. We were four and six in the ten conference series, and um, in our midweek games, uh, we were only two and nine in our midweeks. Uh, that kind of shows you kind of what depth we had uh, or lack of depth. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where that's where we sat for twenty nineteen. Um, it just is what it is. Yeah, and uh, it's not like we were. You know, it's not like we were. I mean, we did some good things at times, but. We just, it was I mean, inconsistent. It was inconsistent. I just think, didn't do enough of them. It was inconsistent. I think uh, um, our offensive numbers were similar to last year. Um, our pitching kind of uh, – we we had some injuries, and uh, it kind of affected our our pitching staff. And uh, we just weren't deep enough this year and yeah. uh, uh, had a rough go of it. So we really want to break it down here. Um, we'll go through – quickly here the position by position uh yeah we were going to do a quick run through for you guys yeah. we went back to our predictions preseason predictions for who we thought was going to play where and so we decided to go back to them and revisit it and we were just quickly going to kind of step through um what that looks like how it played out um sometimes we looked pretty smart well yeah we, well. sometimes we didn't <laughs> So, uh, let's start with something. Let, let's well, what, start with yeah. where we look smart. Well, what we'll do here, we'll we'll go through kind of what we did this year and and kind of have a glimpse, a little a short glimpse into what we have look like next year. So. Yeah. So, um, we were Kevin and I were just just brilliant. We were all over this. Uh, we predicted at catcher this year that Harris Yet would be our main guy, yeah. and, and you know what? He was. We were all over that man. Just you don't get analysis like this not, anywhere else. Not only did he start for us, but he was a Buster Posey <laughs> <laughs> uh, semifinalist again. again. Yeah, yeah. So who saw that coming? But we um, nailed that. Anyway, yeah, Harris yet had a great year. Niner Nation, you are welcome. He was Conference USA hitter to week once. Uh, first team Conference USA catcher, Buster Posey award semifinalist, second season in a row. Uh, uh, start, started all but six games behind the plate. That's an amazing stat in itself. And uh, led second in team in average 325, eight homers, tied for second, tied for second in ribbies, 39. And led, I think, led the conference in doubles, 22. Um, I, I don't I don't have, and not even going to look up the, the stat to back this up, but I would, I can't think the last time, talking about how many games he played, I can't think of the last time that we used a catcher that exclusively yeah i mean usually we we have a rotation usually would play a guy would play like two out of three games in the yeah. weekend but i think last year harris played 60 like two-thirds of the games at catcher and 
rest of the time was at DH or at first base, and and, and then Zach Smith caught uh, about the other third of the games. But yeah, yeah, this year was 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 uh, like ninety percent. Yeah, he was like Superman back there, and and doing it at a high level too. So why not? Um, that's going to be a big hole. Yeah. Um, the six games that uh, Harris didn't start, um, Jacob Whitley got to start back there, and uh, um, he was pretty solid defensively throughout all three attempted base stealers against him. So uh, things look promising there. He he only had he didn't he got minimal at bat. He got twenty seven at bats. Um, so uh, he's he's going to be in the mix next year. Man, it's um, hard to judge a guy offensively yeah. on twenty seven at bats. Yeah. So um, we got uh, Whitley. Uh, we'll be back. Um, Carter Foster, he didn't play behind the plate this year, but he is a catcher. He played some DH in outfield for us, but uh, you got to think those two guys will be in the mix. And uh, uh, I believe we got a JUCO catcher coming in as well. Uh, we'll talk more about our new coming, incoming guys in the fall once we get everybody on campus. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do lots of alluding to to incoming guys here. Um, we we won't say a whole lot about them that we'll, we'll come back to in the fall. We like to see who gets on campus. Yeah, we just <laughs> we, there's a that, that's that the summer before guys get to campus is really fluid time, so yeah. we, we kind of hold Especially off. Especially when the draft and all that stuff. So yeah, so we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get down. We'll move on to first base. Let's move on to first base. Yeah, that's they, they'll <laughs> more of that story. We got a big hole to fill there, and we're going to have to have several different ways to potentially fill it. Uh, first base. Speaking of holes to fill. Speaking of holes to fill, Dom was uh, started seventy five percent of the games over there at first. Raffy started a few. Jesse started a few. Even Harris um, made a, made a few spot starts over there at first. Uh, but basically, Dom was our first baseman, and and we're going to have to replace him. Yeah, um, he had a good year, great year to play. Batted all two ninety three, um, had eight homers for us, and drove in thirty runs. So that's a big hole in the in the lineup to to fill. Um, you got to think that Rafi's got a good. Probably likely going to be um, in the mix over at first base. Uh, he had a great year as well. We'll get to him later. Uh, but we also got some corner infielders on the, in the recruiting class that are, are pretty big bats that, that may be jumping in, and some of the, the freshmen from from last year. Um, I'll point we, out that our preseason prediction for first base was Rafi Vasquez. So, right, we didn't we didn't quite get that one. Well, yeah, we were close. Close, yeah. Rafi played twenty five percent of the game there. Yeah, so yeah, we were close. Um, that one will be that that'll be one <laughs> catcher will be one to watch in the in the fall, and so will first base. Right. Um, second base may not necessarily be is one that's uh, fluid. Carson Johnson started every game at second base, and he's back for his senior season. Um, Carson had a nice season; he did an adequate job at second. Um, and before we talk about Carson, the only caveat I'm gonna throw in here is we do have a big hole to fill at shortstop, and Tommy Bullock, who started every game at shortstop. So what we have up the middle in the infield between second and shortstop is we had two guys that started every game. One of them is gone, right? In Tommy. Now, so what's gonna happen there? Is somebody new gonna plug into shortstop, or like Tommy did? Tommy spent his junior season at at second and flipped over to short. Does maybe Carson do that going this year? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be something to watch in the fall for sure. Uh, but he definitely did an adequate job, or a pretty good job at, at, at second base. And it was great for us offensively. It was second on the team in, in uh, hits. Um, scored 33 runs for us. So that's a big big part of our offense uh, coming back. So uh, uh, we'll see where he goes. We'll see where he goes. And we know we can play second base. So um, solid pickup. 
from last year's recruiting class. Uh, yeah, and and there's some help coming as far as uh, in, in the, the incoming middle, class and yeah, middle infielders. Well, Tommy, so. Yeah, Tommy Tommy's good, has graduated. He had a great season that um, only made five errors at shortstop, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to miss tweeting hashtag Tommy Barrels. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. He's uh, yeah, he had a great, great season. It's going to be a hold of field, but we do have um, uh, a JUCO shortstop that was drafted uh, last year. That's it's in the recruiting class. Um, maybe he jumps in there. Who knows where, where he falls into the mix? Um, we got some returning guys that are infielder, um, like uh, Tate Pennington. Maybe he jumps in. Uh, Jake Wickham or, or Riley Cheek. Those guys are are in the mix up the middle infield. So we'll see what kind of combination the, the staff uh, the staff has in mind. Yeah. And I'll just throw this out there, guys. And like I said, we we will come back to you. We'll in the fall we'll we'll have more to say about the these these incoming guys. Um but if you follow us on Twitter, um the, there's there's a lot of information out there about who's coming in and, and commitments and things like that. And and I'm going to, I'm going to brag on him a little bit here. He didn't know I'm going to do this, but, but that's when you see as, as far as who who's committed, who's coming in and the recruiting stuff, that's Kevin. Um, Kevin's all over that stuff. There's, there's probably when, when you get right down to it, as far as who, who were, who we've got commitments from and who we sign and who's coming in. Um, there's probably only a few places to get that information. Um, Wachovia Fieldhouse. Wells Fargo Wells Fieldhouse, Fargo. Oh, pardon me. Wells Fargo Fieldhouse, they know, I'm pretty sure, over there. Um, a few other places in the AD, the compliance department, et cetera, and Kevin. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he's on top of that stuff. So um, like I said, we'll have more to say about that in the in the fall. But, yeah, it's, there's a lot of information out there. Go yeah, check Twitter. And, yeah, it's, it's from, by all, from all accounts, it's, it's a good recruiting class, like I said, we, Got one guy drafted out of the class and um, um, yeah. some big, big, uh, big names on it uh, yeah. that I could tell. So let's uh, let's talk third base here. We we, we mentioned him earlier uh, for being all um, all freshman first team, um, but Josh Haney had uh, a big season at third base. Yeah, um, started out the season. Him and Tate Pennington were were, were platooning, righty versus lefty type deal. Um, then Haney just kind of. Uh, they let him let him roll with it, and uh, he he did a pretty good job, I thought. Um, like I said, ended up conference say all freshman team. So congrats to him, and uh, it's looking positive for the future at third base. If if he hey, if Haney stays at third base, maybe he's maybe they see him moving over. Who Could knows? be an option. Uh, yeah, it's uh, but I, I think it's safe to say that that Josh Haney's going to be whatever happens. Josh Haney's going to going to need to be a part of the part of the mix right i agree and uh, he will be a big part of the lineup coming back next year now the outfield um we we went our our preseason predictions were wheeler ober and camarada we weren't we weren't that far off we had uh, wheeler in in left and ober in center camarada well, and right well at the time at the time, Todd Elwood was out. With and his, Todd Elwood was out. That's right. With his uh, shirt, he had his uh, arm sur- um, elbow surgery. He got back in what a month into the yeah, season. He was DH. He, he was, wasn't. He wasn't throwing. But he was DH yeah. in the beginning of the season. So yeah. That's why we went with that. But um, it turned out uh, Wheeler was in center field. Over was in left. Dom was in right. Um, then kind of Dom kind of moved into first base the majority of the time. Todd moved out to Todd was out in right a little bit. Wheeler got hurt, 
Um, yeah, he that, took a nasty yeah, hit at uh, Old Dominion. At Old Dominion, had a hell of a play. Hit the wall or hit uh, hit the warning track. Warning track. Yeah, his, his head hit the warning track. He had a. I'm, I'm assuming it was a concussion. Had to um, have been. But yeah, he was trying to get the bat working, but and he just uh, he got injured and then he he missed a lot of games due to that head injury. And um, Elwood moved over to, to center. The um, the defense with Wheeler was there. He was still working, you know, and that's a big adjustment coming from JUCO to to D one, particularly Conference USA. I mean, it's a good league. Yeah. Um. So he hadn't got the bat worked out yet. The defense was there, right? You know, I mean, he had big big shoes to fill there. I mean, not yeah, a lot of people play center field like Reese Hampton. Yeah. Um. But the defense was there. The bat hadn't worked out yet. Um. But then he kind of never got a chance to to fully work on it because because he ended up getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where it went, and um. Todd, he stepped in and did a pretty good job in center. He made some good plays. Um, it's hard to, to judge folks against Reese Hampton. His his defensive ability is, is pretty superior to most. Uh, probably right. was one of the best center fields in the country. But um, Todd did a pretty good job out there. And uh, um, he's still he's still recovering from that surgery. He's uh, I don't think he's 100%, but um, had a pretty good year out in outfield. Let us, like I said, let us in batting average. Uh, top of the lineup guy, got on base. <laughs> Um, several bunt singles, several uh, speed hits. Um, I, I'll say this: I don't. And, and what a, you you every team needs guys like uh, like Todd Elwood. Yeah, he was on base I, all the time. I don't. I don't always know how he does what he does, but he always does it. Yeah. I mean, if if the ball a ball hit on the ground, if it's a high chopper. To the shortstop, he's probably safe. Yeah, you can't throw him out. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable what he does on that first base line. How quickly he gets down to first. I mean, he's a lefty, so he's coming. You know, he's closer anyway, and he's coming out of that box. And but it is, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And you look down; he's leading leading the team in in batting average. I think after the first couple of weeks, he was up there, and then he kind of stayed there. Stayed all year. up there. Yeah. Uh, and so he's playing right. He's playing center. You know, DH because he couldn't throw at the beginning he, of the year. He's he's all over the place. He's just one of those guys that's always around and and always doing something. Yeah, and it was big junior year for him. He's going to be a senior this year, and uh, he's going to be a big contributor to this per, this team in the next year. Yeah, not not in the same. They're different types of players, but but mentality wise, um, not necessarily attitude wise. I, I'm I'm trying. I'm hoping I'm not getting ready to insult Todd. Uh, yeah, I know. I see it over <laughs> But as far as role, team role goes, he kind of reminds me of a TJ Nick team as far as just his – he's just all over the place. Yeah. And and he's just always doing something to help you out, always doing some little thing, you know. And it's just kind of a – every team needs a guy like that. So so Todd's doing TJ things. Well – Not quite. He's not getting uh, – he's not stealing home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm or, not. I'm not ready to go there. Over rounding first and getting thrown out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready to go there with the TJ things. But but as far as that type, that role of a guy who's always around, just doing any number of things to help you out. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of who I think. It's tough to get tough to keep off the base pass. So yeah, we'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah, for sure. So um, that's the way that went down. And uh, yeah. Uh, when Dom moved into first base, for the most part, uh, Austin Lynch came in and was playing right. He got the most Audie. Audie. That's the fun. Most, I like that. I like yeah. that's Audie. I like that. 
he got uh, he started the most games out in in right field. Um, so he got some consistent at bat, consistent at bats. Had a pretty good year, batted two seventy six, um, scored fifteen runs for us. So he's a speed guy as well. Uh, plays pretty good defense. Um, First time I remember seeing Audie was I, I, I believe he got in the game at South Carolina and hit a double. Right in that, in that comeback. In we that were, comeback, and I said, "All right, uh, I'll take some more of that." Yeah, same, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll see more of it this year. Um, we also in right field. We saw we, we had several guys come in and, and get starts there. Riley Cheek, freshman, he got a few looks out there in, in right field. Um, he's a freshman. He's a big, probably going to be a big part of our program going forward. Uh, Jake Wickham, um, Tate Pennington got looks out there. Uh, we mentioned Elwood already, and um, uh, Carter Foster, a catcher. He was he got a, a couple starts, maybe one or two out there in right field. Played there um, in preseason too. Yeah, Foster did yeah. So uh, they were looking to get his bat in the lineup, but uh, yeah. Um, Lots of options out there. It looks like, excluding the uh, recruiting class we've got coming in. So, uh, we've got a lot of guys coming back. We also outfit. saw, well, we saw Alec. Did you mention Alec? Alec Roberts. We he saw was, Alec out there. He got, uh, yeah, he was DH mostly, pinch hitter in. But he, yeah. It's another one of those guys. When I got first real good look at, at, at Alec Roberts was uh, the Clemson game. He gets in there and hits a double. Had a great That's at right. bat. Great at bat. Um, battled and, and ended up hitting a double. Um, so, there's. It's hard to it's hard to get a gauge on those guys without as many at bats, but um, some promising young guys. Yeah, yeah, out um, there. I mean, man. you you got you just get you get enthusiastic about Roberts just looking at his frame. Yeah, he's a big guy, big kid. Um, he's a grown man. Yeah, well, and, and and came out of high school a grown man. I mean, he's just he, he's got he he's got the physicality. Now we just need to see him put the skills with it. Right. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing the development. Like this is a, this is a big off season for development for for those guys. Um, and like I said, next year is a big year. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to DH. Uh, we already talked about Rafi. He had a great season. Uh, well, he started off really good. Kind of scout report got out on him, and he struggled a little bit, but then he bounced back and was probably our hard, our hottest hitter the last couple weeks of the season. Um, let us in homers, let us in RBIs, uh, 45 RBIs and 12 homers. Um, uh, he, he had a good year. Um, I don't know if he'll be a DH or first base next year, but uh, he'll definitely be in the middle of the order. You got to be impressed with the, the, the evolution that Rafi went through in this season um, because he came in and um, he was murdering baseballs, right? Yeah. But then the scouting report got on him. And he turned into he turned into Pedro Serrano. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, yeah. he led us in homers, <laughs> but he also led us in strikeouts. And and then there there, once the scouting report got out, he never saw a fastball, uh, and and that really that really sidetracked him for his season. Let, let's break his season into roughly thirds. There's the first third where he was killing baseballs. There's the middle third where he never saw anything to hit and and and, and couldn't struggled make. A little bit. He struggled big time. But then, and you got to give credit. You got to give credit to to Rafi. You got to give credit to Bo Robinson, uh, working with him in practice. He started to get it. Two things started to happen. One, the average started coming up. But two, not only was he hitting was he hitting the home run and was he getting the big hit, but he was also hitting singles too. Yeah. He started kind of putting it together, and he was becoming a more complete hitter as the season ended. Um, he's he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, and uh, he got so hot that near the end of the year. I thought he was he had a, had a shot of getting drafted um, today, or 
over the past three days, but um, he didn't, and he'll be back. Uh, that works for me. Yeah. So uh, opposite field too. Most yeah. of his home runs seem to go opposite field. He had power to, to the opposite field, dead center. Um, yeah. Oh, it's good to have that bat back. In Cleared the, the trees in in left center field multiple times. Yeah. He's fun big, to watch. Yeah, and he's gonna keep getting better. So um, he's actually in the summer ball playing. We finally got a niner playing for the Savannah Bananas. The Savannah Bananas. Uh, if y'all haven't looked into them, y'all need to check it out. The guy, the same guy that owns the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Owns the, the Bananas, and and that guy is is he is baseball PT Barnum. <laughs> he dresses in a ye- banana banana a yellow. banana yellow suit and a top hat. Yeah. Well, he did that in, in Gastonia too. Until and then they bought. He would wear yellow tux and do all that stuff in Gastonia. And then he would then he bought the Savannah team. And uh yeah, it's made a big production. He wrote a book and all kinds of stuff. It's, and he's got like a what was that that thing I saw the other day? I don't, I don't he's got like a that. banana I don't, I don't think we should go go kart or something that he rides I around. it's it looked kinda of weird to me, but well, I think that was on purpose. <laughs> but yeah. But so anyway, long story short, we've got Rafi is a Savannah banana and it is giving Kevin the impetus that he needs to buy some Savannah bananas gear. I might have to get some gear. You've been threatening to, but you never really had a reason. Yeah. And now you do. I might even go down to that stadium. They play in an old ballpark. I like to visit those old ballparks like that. So that's the what were they? The Savannah Sand Nats. The Sand Nats. Now is that that's Columbia's team? Is that right? Yeah, they moved to they Columbia. moved to Columbia, South Carolina, and are the Fireflies? Fireflies, yeah, yeah. The Sand they the Sand Nats became the Fireflies. Right. You got to love minor league baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Even summer league baseball summer league baseball the bananas that's that's great so contracting now all right that's we, okay we, we're easily distracted it's all good um rafi did some good things um and, and we, we we should see him back yeah we talked about the other guys that got dh time uh foster and, and alec roberts yeah. so um yeah uh that's our off i mean like i said our offense was pretty consistent uh struggled a little bit in the beginning did all right in the middle, kind of towards the end, struggled a little bit, but um, it was for the most part um, in line with what we've seen in the past couple of years. Yeah, as as a as a season, we weren't statistically we were not down majorly yeah. on the offensive front. Now, were there were there some times where we needed a key hit and we didn't get it? Yeah, we had that problem this season. Yeah, right. But as a whole, our offense was was pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd agree. Um, but it's in line with, with, with the past numbers. So, um. well, Let's turn the corner here. This is this is where we're, we're going to kind of start to talk about – at some point, talking about the 2019 season, we've got to kind of address where things, where things might have <clears throat> not been so good. Yeah, and – And we're about to talk about pitching. Yeah, we, we – well, going into the season, <laughs> all right, going into the season – um, we lost a good portion of our bullpen. Uh, we lost our Friday starter and a good portion of our bullpen. Put two guys in the draft. To, yeah, and uh, well, not from the pitching staff, but yeah, we I mean, we lost Colton and then we oh, lost lost oh, Josh. Two I mean, years, two yeah, years. yeah, two years. Ago. Well, this this past year we had put a lost our Friday guy, and then we yeah, that's a big hole, and then we lost a good percentage of our our bullpen with with Horky and, and Pat, and, yeah, and uh, and those guys. Um, 
we so had go, a lot of question yeah, marks. Yeah, going in, going in, we we were we we had Brooks that we knew we knew Brooks was going to be there, and then after that we had we had a lot of question marks. We knew uh, Cooner was a returning starting for the week, a starter on the weekends. Um, so uh, we had some promising freshmen. We had some promising guys coming back, uh, seniors that were JUCOs uh, that had pitched midweeks before we thought patrick shapinski might be in line to 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 bounce to have a bounce back he had kind of a rough freshman season but we thought maybe maybe he would bounce back uh kobe bruce is coming back as a junior and we thought that that he was a piece yeah and they were and and yeah we were we had brooks was was penciled in friday night he was put in pen he was our friday night guy yeah um and then we had a lot of question marks um uh, we had guys that had pitched on midweek like uh pinkney um and uh gooding um and then we had a lot of jucos and a lot of freshmen coming in so yep um we didn't really know what to expect uh first couple weeks we, well, overall our our weekend rotation we had seven different starting rotations during the weekend uh over a 14 week schedule uh first couple weekends we had um what we thought brooks cooner and palinkas were our first couple weekends um palinkas showed promise in the uh in the fall season and uh, he got a shot as a weekend starter um, as a freshman. So he um, did all right first two couple weekends, and then uh, um, kind of switched things up a little bit. Got went with another freshman, McGowan. He pitched well against Clemson. He had a good outing against Clemson, and he he got a shot to to get in the weekend mix. Uh, brought Pinkney into the mix. I think I don't know if this I don't know if this is a fact or not, but Cooner. Um, was in the bullpen. We didn't have many lefties this year. Don't don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> Thanks for that drop in. Sorry, um, we we did lack lefties on the staff. Yeah, we did. Um, we had four lefties. So uh, Cooner, uh, he, he was he was pretty valuable as a lefty out of the bullpen. So maybe that was the reasoning uh, for that move to the bullpen. But uh, he uh, kind of set a little into a bullpen role after that. So our our rotation kind of uh, I guess we said like I said we saw seven different rotations. In, during the season, um, and that's that's tough. Um, after that, uh, after that Kent State series, I mean, remember Matt Brooks threw that complete game shutout, seven innings. We only played yep. seven. In. Yep. Um, after that weekend, uh, Brooks was injured. He sat out a few weeks. Came back for the Western Kentucky series, uh, pitched an inning, and then was done for the year. Yep. And kind of right at that point. We had relied so much on Brooks being our, our Friday guy, getting us going on the weekend. Um, after that, everything kind of shifted. I think he was – did he go out? Was he 3-0? and He was 3-0 and and four starts. Um, yeah. Actually, the uh, yeah. Um, his fourth start was against uh, Western Kentucky. He pitched an inning. Yeah. And he went – so he went out 3-0. And had, well, 320-something ERA. But, yeah, he was having a solid season. Um and when he went down, everything shifted, and we kind of stumbled. I can say that we stumbled for a good bit right after that. Um, after that, we kind of we went with uh, we plugged a hole with Shanskowski on Fridays. Um, McGowan had been had emerged as our our Saturday guy, and Pinkney uh, stepped in as our Sunday guy, and we kind of went with that the rest of the way. Um, and there were. I mean, we had some, it was some inconsistencies. We had a lot of ups and downs with with that rotation. Um, it took us a while to figure things out. We got roughed up for a while. I'll be honest. Do, um, do you think this is fair? Uh, and we, we talked about having questions, right? Um, 
we we had all these questions, Brooks and then question marks. And with Brooks getting hurt early in the season, before we had the questions answered, before we had our answers ready, the questions changed. Right? Brooks, we had Brooks. We were Brooks. We, we had and, Brooks. But before we got the rest of it worked out, Brooks was gone. And then that just... More questions. <laughs> then all we were left with was questions. Oh, yeah. And... And at, up to that point, we had some some inconsistency, but we had a pretty solid uh, idea of what was going on. But after that, um, I don't know. It's, it, we had some good outings and then some bad. Same same guys that were have good outings and then then have just get blown up. Um, and, and I'll throw this in there. Brooks is. It sounds like Matt has had successful shoulder surgery and will probably be throwing a baseball again in probably in November. Right. So by the end of the year. I mean, we we struggled for a little bit, um, but by the end of the year, last three seasons, well, FIU, we we kind of we got things together, um, but by the end of the, end of the season, we kind of had things figured out, um, uh, and and brought things down. To, we, we were approaching a, an all time low ER all time high ERA for our program, but we were close. We the last three or four weeks of the season, we kind of settled in. And cut that down quite a bit, um, and had some really good starts and really good outings in the last few weeks of the season, um, and <laughs> unfortunately, that was kind of when some of our offensive sh- struggles occurred. Yeah, um, but it's not one thing; it's the other. Yep, and uh, yeah, I think um, towards the end of the year we had about a seven guy staff really. We had just weekend starters. Really did. You can tell Doty basically just just boiled it down. Well, to, it's like when, these are the guys. Well, like when you're a basketball team and you get into a March Madness, you're trimming your rotation, and uh, that's what they did. We had the ro- starting rotation: Chanskowski, McCowan, and Pinkney. Then we had Cooner, Gooding, uh, Bruce, Shapinsky, uh, and um, I'm missing one. Uh, Cooner, sorry. Cooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say Cooner? Only lefty. Yeah, it was. Well, what you could do, what you could do was, you could tell, you could tell what Doty. So you could sort of tell what was on Doty's mind by what he did. Um, when he went to Shapinsky, he 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 was thinking, I got a chance. That's you know, right. I mean, he was when when Shapinsky when he brought Shapinsky out, we were in a close game and he was going to go after it. So it was either it was either Shapinsky or it was Colby. Um, it was usually he would use those two in tandem. And he would use um, he would use Cooner and Gooding in tandem. Yeah, and and that was kind of what he was trying to balance. He was trying to play back and forth between those two sort of sets, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it kind of worked out well towards the end of the year. Um, but uh, um, and if and if we weren't in it, then he 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 had some freedom to. Experiment. Yeah, there was some series where we got, like I said, we were trying to get things figured out, and we were getting uh, huge leads uh, given up, but. Uh, like I said, credit credit to them. They 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 worked it out as best they could and um, managed the season well uh, towards the end. Um, mentioned out of the bullpen, Colby Bruce had eight saves. Uh, Gooding had three. Um, Shapensky was great out of the pen. Uh, Cooner had some great moments out of the pen. Um, the only thing I would add, and I'm being I'm being an armchair, uh, not a quarterback. What am I being? I'm being an armchair uh, coach. coach. Yeah, pitching I'm being coach. an armchair pitching coach. The only thing we didn't try, and I know he he dealt with an injury, uh, a little nagging injury uh, midseason. The only thing we didn't try that that I was in favor of 
was we did we didn't give Patrick a chance to start. Yeah, I, that's the only thing we didn't try. Yeah, I, and I think, pretty much. I think he was he he had he had worked into deserving a start. Um, he was he had a great bounce back year. He uh, uh, as a sophomore, he um, I think he was getting close, and that was right about the time that he got hurt. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I was. Like I said, it's the only thing we didn't try, and and I think going forward, going into into you know into twenty twenty, um, we you know that's something that I would think we would be looking at. Yeah, um, our midweek starts. Uh, I forgot to mention we had uh, Mason Herbert, uh, a freshman. Uh, he's got four midweek starts out of the what, we have eight or nine midweek games, um, but yeah, he got. Four midweek starts. Good to get a freshman uh, that starting experience. Uh, we get some pretty good teams as well. Gooding had three midweek starts as well. Uh, I mentioned the freshmen. Uh, we had what um, two freshmen start in the weekend rotation at, at, at different points, and we had uh, another freshman, um, Mason Herbert, on the midweek game. So we got four, uh, three freshmen uh, in the mix right there as starters, which bodes well for the future. Um, they got some good experience this year, and um, Good to build on. The good to see them develop. We need to see them develop from from now over the summer till next next scene, next season. Well, and I'll say this for uh, for Doty. Um, if if you look at his his track record, I would say one of the things that he sort of specializes in is turning a guy around from one season to the next. Um, we can look at um, well, I mean, we can look at. at Josh's transformation from yeah. junior to senior year. Um, Colton we, Laws. Uh, Colton Laws. We can look at what, um, you know, Patrick uh, Patrick kind of had a blow-up game in his freshman year, uh, and then th- we didn't see him a whole lot the rest of the season, and he came back and he was one of our key guys this year. Right. Um, so we're, we're talking about taking guys and, and turning them around. So if, if you're looking for if, if you're looking for what's, what's Doty's specialty, I would say it's probably – taking one guy and turning him around from one year to the next. So it will be, that being said, it will be interested to see what he can do with guys like Palinkas, like McGowan, like Herbert. And let's not forget Alshanka, um, who I'm assuming they'll probably redshirt him because we only saw him. I think one, one, you know, one appearance. So let's see what he can do with these guys in, in, in a fall practice. Yeah. I mean, and Shanskowski also, I mean, we got Shanskowski, Coming back, um, uh, Ethan, he had a rough go of it this year. But, uh, yeah, we got these guys. I mean, you never know. They got blown up, blown up a little bit this year. But a, um, a, a off season here with the program, um, a good fall. Hopefully we can see see a few uh, and it, guys it, making I mean, a lot of progress. Let, let, let's face it, it's got to. Yeah, yeah. It's it, got to. Yeah, and I, I think there's nowhere, no way to go but up. Uh, we had – uh, it was a pretty rough season for our pitchers, and 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 uh, they know that. But um, uh, I think we'll we'll see a lot of improvement this year. And uh, and that's been it's been a long time, a long time since since the pitching was was this inconsistent. Yeah, uh, I had this this stat looked up. Um, we we relied heavily on first year guys. Their first year D one baseball. Yeah, twenty five percent of our innings pitched were by freshmen this year. Um, and forty three of our innings pitched forty three percent of forty three percent of our innings pitched were by first year guys, be it JUCO or freshmen. So um, it's a lot of new guys thrown in the mix. Um, 
they got their feet wet this year and now they'll be uh, developed to next year and maybe the next three. So, yeah. Um, so let's, let, let's set the table for going forward. Um, at, at this point, Kevin and I want to, we want to address something here. Um, because you know, we, we don't, we don't operate in a vacuum. We don't, we don't live in a bubble. Um, we're on the internet like everybody else. Uh, whether it's, Obviously, we're on Twitter because we're tweeting all the time. Um, internet, message boards, other podcasts, we, we consume a lot of different stuff and, and pay attention to a lot of different chatter, talk to people. Um, and if it's 49ers, we're kind of – we try to stay plugged into it, right? Right. Um, so to, to address the elephant in a room, um, there have been um, questions, um, conversations – um, in some cases, outright calls for a coaching change uh, in, in our program based on this season. Um, well, I, yeah, mainly I would say based on this season. Um, and, and we feel like we need to address that. Um, it's the elephant in the room, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and, and, and because we're going to address it because it's being addressed out there. And a lot of people are saying a lot of stuff and – some of it's valid and a lot of it's not. So we're gonna we're just gonna go on the record with this yeah, and, and talk mean, about it. I think it's a fair question. I mean, you got a new AD here. Um, we do. Uh, every time you got a new boss in any any place you work, you always wonder what they're thinking. So um, we talked about the trajectory of the program with our football team. Mm-hmm. So we we'll go through that. We'll go through the trajectory of our our baseball program over the last. Well, a few years. We'll we'll talk about that. A little a little history here, as so to speak. Hey, that's my thing. Okay, well, but you're going to do it. Well, just you can give me a grade. <laughs> I'll uh, let you know how you did. I did my homework though. That's, appreciate that. So uh, we'll start with, with we'll start with the, the new stadium, the A10 era. Um, so we left Conference USA version one, went to A10. Um, that's kind of when we built the haze. Yep. So it's fair to go from there. We were in A10 for what? Um, from 2006 to 2013. Finished first in that league five times. Uh, finished third twice. Um, won, the, won the league. Uh, won the tournament three times. Made the NCAAs. Uh, 2007 was our best season. We, we've won 49 games. Uh, I think we had a eight, 803 winning percentage. Um, one, two, we, we knocked state out of the NCAA tournament. We were two and two. We made it to the regional finals, uh, that year in South Carolina. Yeah. It was probably our best year. Next season, 2008, we made it back to the one, the one, the league tied for first won the t- tournament, went to the NCAAs, uh, again, uh, th- that next year after that, um, finished third. Um, and then the following year back to a 10 champions season, regular season chance, but we lost in the championship game. We lost in the A ten championship game twice out of those eight years, and went, won the won the whole thing three times. So, um, and, and then let's just say, I mean, as when when we were in Conference USA the first time, okay, so back back before two thousand what two thousand six two thousand seven before that, yeah, um, we were playing against uh, big time programs, uh, TCU, East Carolina. Um, even Louisville, people making big investments. Yeah, and, and our investment in baseball prior to to that was 
Well, I mean, we had a team. It wasn't it wasn't on par with our peers. No, we we didn't even have a stadium. I mean, and some of you guys listening probably probably remember this the, the old the stadium out there with metal bleachers behind home plate, yeah. and that and that was it. Um, when we went into the A10, and and you're you're doing a, a very good job here of laying out that what we did in the A10 was, and the A10 is not a great baseball league. I mean, let's just face it, it's a northern league, right? And we went in, and as far as our in the in Conference USA 1.0, we were behind our peers. We went into the A10, and we were for the most part ahead of our peers. Yeah, we just opened a new stadium. Uh, I think 07 was our first full. Well, I think it was the first year to Hayes, really. And we did it. So seven out of eight years, we finished top three. Five of those years, top four, number one. Um, and for the A10 era, for the Niners, it would be us. Uh, it was us, St. Louis. Richmond, St. Louis. Occasionally Richmond, occasionally Xavier, us and St. Louis. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we had one bad year in A10, um, which is kind of like this year. We had a, we were we finished first the year before yeah. that. We're A10 champs, went NCAAs in 2011. Uh, had, a, had a fall off, uh, finished ninth in A10 that year. But then the next season, we bounced back, finished regular season champs, or tied for regular season champs, and then we lost in the championship game yeah. that year. So that's 2013. That was our last year in A10. We, we hosted the conference tournament. We lost in the championship game. Um, that was a bad night. Yeah. Um, lost St. A lot Louis. Of, yeah. Lost a lot of seniors from that team. Lost two guys early from the draft to that team. So we go into Conference USA rebuilding mode. Um, and honestly, let, I mean, let's let's just even if even if we let me see, I, I you may disagree with this, but that's okay. People disagree with me all the time. Even if we had taken our best A ten team into Conference USA. We would have done better than we did, but it's still not like we were going in there and winning that league. Yeah, we weren't not going, with our best A ten team. We were. They going, were just two different levels. Well, we weren't going in the first. We weren't going in with a lot of seniors anyway. But uh, if we were, who knows? But um, but we had, we had some good players. Southern Miss, East Carolina was still in the league at that Tulane, time. Tulane. Tulane was still in the league that year. Yeah, we. <laughs> but we yeah we lost a lot and we ended up. Um, and we, we we talked to Lauren after that and uh, kind of what to expect in the in the conference USA, and he said, "Hey, uh, we're going to need about three or four years to be a competitive conference USA team to to ramp up the, the roster." We basically had to start over. Yeah, well, and um, we did. We brought in a freshman and we kind of threw him right in the mix. And then, and from that freshman class, we saw a lot of that uh, was Hunter Jones and TJ and Zach, all those Logan, Sherrod, all those guys were. Well, no, Hunter Jones would have been the next, next year with year. Brett. Yeah, but but TJ, TJ and Zach all those came guys in and and, and Logan. Yeah, yeah. All those guys were freshmen. Next year, brought in another class of freshmen, and that's where we see some of our pro guys, or a lot of our pro guys now. That's where we got them from. Yeah, and we threw them in the mix. They started for four years, finished twelfth the first year to Conference USA. Second year, we finished tenth. Then the third year, we made the Conference tournament and the eighth seed. Um, and year four, like like Lawrence said, uh, we were right in the top four, top, finished top, tied for third in the conference, um, went to the conference semif- semifinals that year. Um, and just like he said, well, he said take three to four years to get to Conference USA level roster, to be a competitive Conference USA team, and we were. We tied for third and in our fourth year. Fifth year, we followed that up, finished fourth again. Um, the RPI from, from that season, 2017, was 57. We were a borderline at-large bid. Um uh, 18, we were our, we finished up with an 80 RPI. Uh, just outside looking in on the Conference USA 
or on the NCAA at large. But um, and I'll just say this: when when we listen to the the traffic and and the, the chatter, anybody that starts talking about well, we won nineteen games back to back years, fourteen, fifteen, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true, but that's. It was a revamping of the roster. If if you want to if you want to complain about some things with our baseball program, fine. But it better not be those. <laughs> there are some there are some things. Yeah. But but if you if you come at me with those, I'm tuning you out. Well, in the fourteen and fifteen, we won nineteen games each year. And so you have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean just say it. Yeah, I know. Well, not a lot of people are invested in this like like we are, so it's difficult. But as you but can that's see, why we're here. We're educating yeah, people. As you can see, we 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 were we were very successful in A ten. Um, Lawrence said he'd take us three or four years to, to get to conference USA level. We he just he, that's exactly what happened. Um, now the question was to maintain that that level, the top four conference USA, and and get on to the next level, of winning conference USA and and getting at large bids. Uh, we were right on on the we we're knocking on the door. But um, and then 2019, and then this year happened. You know, we had a bad year, and we um, and we went through some of the reasons why we struggled this year. But um, yeah, uh, next year's a big year for sure. Uh, and like I said, uh, and that one bad year we had in a ten, we bounced right back and, and and won the league the next year. So um, it's not like this is a, a trend. I think the, the the program going into this year was trending upwards. We had, uh, like I said, we we progressed. Uh, up the ladder it's in conference USA we just built a, we just opened an indoor practice facility um, so a lot of the um, uh, surrounding things around the program are, are positive um, I, I think what it boils down to and this is this is we've got a couple things to talk about here um, it, it it appears potentially that maybe I don't know if our I don't know if our recruiting strategy changed. Um, but we, we definitely had, we definitely had some, some recruiting, um, what would you want to call them? Some, we missed on some guys. We missed on, we missed, we missed on too many guys. Well, I mean, I, I mean we you just, you just got to say it. We, we missed on along about, what do you want to call it? Uh, 2017, right? The guy, the class that would have been juniors this year, we or would have been sophomores, right? Well, Anyway, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. A, you're right. You're right. The class would have been sophomores. As far as pitching goes, we 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 missed the fresh. Like, well, the JUCOs we've hit on. I think um, uh, some of the freshman guys, we, for whatever reason, um, that didn't didn't contribute. Um, we they just couldn't get on the field for whatever reason. Um, yeah, some of them couldn't get to campus, but uh, I think that we, happened too. I think uh, that. Some of what we saw this year was the result of that, um, but um, so we we had some misses, particularly yeah. on pitching. Yeah, right, we had that, some misses. I think that's why we saw a lot of first year guys getting a lot of action this year, and, and particularly we we had to backfield JUCOs. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's kind of what what we saw this year. But and and let me let me just say for anybody listening out there, and and the UK, I mean, I'm not anti JUCO, but um, it, it's it's not. It, it's not the way. It's not what you build upon. Well, it depends on what your strategy is, and uh, I think our strategy, like you said, our strategy changed a little bit. Um, La Tech 
they're heavily all loaded. JUCOs. Yeah, um, maybe not exclusively, but close. I think they we saw how much success they had quick quickly, and with that, and maybe we lean towards that a little bit more. But um, didn't that guy the, the guy he's he's been fired from Alabama now? But didn't he get the Alabama job? He yeah. came in and brought a bunch of JUCOs and won, yeah, one um, big. But I think it's a fine line. It's a fine line in recruiting. Um, to, you don't want to recruit over guys, and 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 you want to have enough guys to develop. And I think, uh, but I think when you look at it, and the point you made. Those two 19-win seasons, we were taking lumps, but we were taking lumps with young guys that turned into draft picks. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we. if you look at our pitching staff, you don't see the three-year – you don't see the three-year guys. You don't see the, the guys coming back uh, for the second year. We, I mean, uh, Shapensky was really the only one from that sophomore class that had – that pitched. Uh, and Brooks and um, Bruce – from that other recruiting class uh, as it, juniors, you might be right. There. I mean, we had did we have one sophomore pitcher that 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 con- contributed this year? I think that's Shepinsky, right, Shepinsky. Shepinsky. So yeah, uh, there, there's a little hole there, and um, I think that's I think that's been um, addressed in this class that's coming up. Well, and and you know we we can't. It's it's just easy for us to sit here and say that this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. But we were talking about this uh, earlier today when you look at. And and I'm not I'm not trying to to compare us to this program, but if if you want to go up and level, and and you know we we were talking about NC State, right? Which I get it, they're in the ACC, they're on a different different. They, they deal they NC State deals a event deals with a different set of circumstances than we do, right? I get right. it. Um, although East Carolina apparently disagrees because they just they. They destroyed NC State. But anyway, what they do is we were watching them in the draft, and they had – I don't know how many guys they had drafted in the last couple of days. It seemed like a lot. Yeah. It seemed like 10 or more guys drafted, right? It's just crazy. The whole team. I don't know what it was, but it felt like it, didn't it? Every every round, it was like they were calling NC State. And then we get a hold of the uh, the recruiting – um, the recruiting rankings, the this PBR, the the rankings that um, uh, that driver is number nine in. Well, half the list is committed to NC State. Yeah, right. So uh, that's that's what they're doing. They're they're losing guys every year, and they're they're recruiting at a high level now. And it, you did not hear me just say we need to recruit like NC State. I, I'm not I'm not that naive. I get it. But what I am saying is when. When you when you bring in a class and and you miss, like we're talking about the sophomore class, particularly, right? When you bring in a class and you miss, you can't do that. There's going to be a price to be paid for that, and you pay prices in terms of like eleventh place finishes. It's 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 about the guys you bring into your program, and for whatever reason, we had some misses, and. We, we we can't afford to do that. Yeah, I think, like I said, moving forward. I mean, I think, that's fair, don't you think? I think it's fair. I think I mean, you look at the recruiting classes and and you see you look at the roster and you see there's a lot of differences. But um, now, I, there, I mean, fast of, forward, fast forward to this factors. year's class. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, um, uh, we'll yeah. I think that's been addressed with with this class. I think we've got. Well, look at this year's freshman. I mean, we've yeah. we've talked already about about three guys that did pitch, and sometimes they they all between between Palinkas, uh, McGowan, and Herbert, they did they struggle? Uh, oh yeah, uh, did they all show us a little something at times? Yes, uh, 
Um, so now it's a question of can can the staff bring those three guys along to add in the mix with hopefully a healthy Brooks, hope uh, a uh, Shapinsky, Bruce. Chanskowski is a senior. Now we're talking about those three guys as sophomores. Um, what do we get off Shanka doing next year? You know, we, now we're starting to talk about some, but – we have to keep that up. What we're gonna need, and 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 if we if we want to continue to build, is in this incoming class, we're gonna have to have some newcomers, whether they're JUCO or or freshmen. We have to have some contributors come in and help those guys because those guys aren't gonna be able to do the whole thing by themselves. Yeah, I and mean, there's big holes. We went through the big holes on the, the whole lineup. Um, but yeah, I think, um, like I said, I think we had a good recruit class this year. Um, and I think we have uh, a, a good recruiting class coming in next year. And um, those two classes, uh, they're going to carry us uh, over the next two or three years. Yeah. So, you know, this season this season was frustrating, obviously. I mean, we, we did it with you, folks, week by week, right? Yeah. I mean, it was – sometimes it wasn't fun to sit here and talk about the things – Hey, I'll tell you this. <laughs> this is a whole lot easier to do when when we're winning. And hey, think about think about you guys. If if you don't feel like listening to us, which I mean, you know, I would understand. But if you don't feel like listening to us, and there's not a whole lot going on in the diamond, you just don't have to tune in, <laughs> <laughs> right? You just oh well, I don't want to listen to that. Uh, but we're here anyway. Cause that's what we do. And, and, you know, we, we have a lot of fun with this and we enjoy it. I mean, and, and I want to say this, we get, we get out amongst the, the interwebs. Uh, Kevin and I get, get painted with the brush that, Oh, we're just, um, Oh, we're just, we're just Lauren Hibbs homers. Right. We get, we get that said to us. Right. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I do. Guess what? I, I do like Lauren Hibbs. Um, and I think he's done a good job here. Um, and, and I want to see him do good again. Yeah. Right. But more than that, Kevin and I, I don't think I speak for both of us here. We're not, we're, we're not in this for Lauren Hibbs. We're not in this for Bo Robinson. We're not in this for Sean Doty. We're not in this for any one person. We're in this for the program. This is, this is the program that we want to see. And, and that's at the end of the day, that's what we care the most about is this program. Is this program succeeding? Is it doing well or is it not? I, I, I agree. I, I think, um, yeah, we're fans. We're Niner fans first and foremost, you know. Um, uh, I'm, I admit I'm a big Lauren Hibbs fan. He's a good guy. He, he's he's done some good things for our baseball program. And, yeah, I mean, you don't win you don't win 800 games by accident. Yeah, and he's 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 been a large reason why we have that uh, new indoor indoor facility. He pushed for that for years, and um, it's finally reality. That's uh, and and I think he's he's earned uh, earned a lot of. Uh, Earned a right to to use that and uh, and and move forward in the, in the future and bring in future uh, classes. Now here's the here's the deal. You mentioned new administration, right? And and if Mike Hill has not taught us anything, if Mike Hill has taught us anything, he wants to win and he wants to win in everything. Right. I mean, we we're going to have a new softball coach for the first time in twenty something years, whatever yeah. it is. Amy had Amy been here longer than than Lauren or. It was close. They were both up there. Um, and she's gone. Didn't win enough. Right. Um, and honestly, she didn't have the track record that, that we just been going over here. No, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near. near. 
But none of that matters. That's about, that's all in the past. Um, next year's big year. Yeah. Next year's big year. We we've got to bounce back from this. We've got to find answers, and and we got we need to go back to top half of the conference. Certainly in the conference tournament, competing for championships. We got to go back to that. Yeah, we have to be going in that direction for sure. And I think uh, I think we'll get. That, it. That's what Mike Hill's. That's the only thing Mike Hill's going to accept. I think is is we've got to be doing that. I agree. I agree. Uh, we've got a new football coach. We've got a new basketball coach. He's hired. Um, so, yeah, uh, he wants to win at everything. That's what you said. This is going to be a very very interesting fall and spring for Niner baseball to fall 19 spring 2020 this is this is going to be very interesting yeah and uh, I'm excited for it I think um, I think with the young guys we had this year and uh, the guys we got coming back and the guys we got coming in I think we got we'll see what makes the camp we'll see what we have on the roster in the fall and um, I'm excited about it uh, you know what and and that's that's what we let's do it I mean, that's what we love doing. That's what we're going to keep doing, and let's do it. Let's 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 have a you know we'll, we'll take we'll take the summer off and we'll be back. Yeah, well, right. We'll be back at some point. Maybe we'll maybe we'll even do a product program over the summer. Yeah, that, we got some stuff working on that for you guys. Uh, we may come back in the well. You know, hopefully, what we'll do is we'll watch some fall ball. We, we've still got those two schedule. We we don't know any. I, I doubt they're even scheduled, but uh, as far as opponents and that kind of stuff, the the two fall exhibition games that can happen and all that good stuff. Um, so we'll we'll check those out. We'll probably be back to you in the fall with another show and, and talk about what the new the new roster looks like. Right. Um, we've got pro niners. If you follow us on Twitter, and I hope you do. Um, you know at at Diamond Niner fans, Diamond Nine ER fans. Um, we we're all we're gonna we're gonna keep you posted on the Pro Niners. Welcome Harris yet to the club. Um, so we're gonna tell you about Brett and TJ and Zach and Reese and Josh and Colton. Anything we can find on them and, and, and follow uh, Harris as he gets this journey started. Uh, our Summer Niners. We're we're tweeting about those guys already. So yeah, you know, the Summer Ball assignments. That's I know that's tough uh, tough to follow sometimes. Tough, tough to get info. If you guys if you guys have anything out there that we're missing, just feel free to send it to us. And uh, oh yeah, yeah for sure. With some of the leagues, the box scores just sometimes they don't get posted and stuff like that. So if you if you know a player, heck, if you are a player, um, family, whatever, and you want to want to drop us a line and, and say hey, so and so got in the game and did this, bring it on because some of some of those teams it's really on a team by team basis. Some of them are very good at it, and and some of them. Well, some of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them need need help. Um, so we're, we're going to keep that going for you over the summer, um, and then we'll the next show. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be back here with you talking talking fall practice. Yeah. In a few months. Real quick before we get off here, I want to give a quick shout out to producer Brad. Uh, I've listened to a few different bro- podcasts, several different types of types of podcasts over the. Do, do you listen to a lot of? I started recently listening to podcasts, and I do too. I, not just baseball, or, or not yeah. just 49ers, but I, I I listen to podcasts of all kinds of different things. And Brad does a great job of making us sound really good, sound quality wise. The, the, He's not responsible for content. Yeah, yeah, the content is terrible, but the sound quality is great. And uh, I've heard a lot of other podcasts, and they are nowhere near this level that sound uh, like they're on their phone in a in a, a bathroom stall at, yeah. the, at the quickie mart yeah and, and uh 
<laughs> it's tough to listen to. It's tough to listen to, and um, I appreciate Brad uh, doing his thing and making us sound good. Yeah. Thank you, producer Brad. My pleasure. You the man. All right, Kevin, can you believe it? Season t- A whole season two. They brought us back for a whole second season, and we did it. Well. We got, we'll see what happens in the off season. <laughs> well, that's right. We might not be brought back, especially after some of the stuff we said tonight, right? We corporate may just, oh, you guys are getting too edgy. You got you're out of here. <laughs> you've you've upset the, the you've upset the message board demographic. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, we're not we're not big in that demographic, I nah, think. we're not big. All right, guys. We we appreciate you so much. I know we say that every week, but we really do. Uh anybody anybody that's still listening at this point, not only producer Brad, how long have we been going? Uh hour and twenty minutes. Awesome. This was it's a season wrap up show. We had to do everything. So of course it's not forty five minutes like like the others. It's like a freaking movie. It's like a movie. Um and now that the credits are rolling, we appreciate all you guys sticking with us throughout this this season. Uh, and better days ahead. We're going to have better stuff to talk about. We 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 feel sure we're going to have better stuff to talk about. Um, anytime you want to reach out to us, if you got summer ball stats, you got information, you got whatever you want us to do, relay, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Twitter Diamond Nine Er Fans, Facebook Diamond Nine Fans page, or you can email us at Diamond Nine Er Fans at gmail.com. We hope to run into some of you guys out there this summer going to. Summer ball games, going to minor league games, etc., etc. Look for us wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, so on and so forth. Make sure to click subscribe so you can get new content notifications. Kevin, we did it. See you, Niners. See ya. See ya.